0: Triple M's The Real Football Show catch up. Saturday mornings from 7am for CMI Toyota. SA's number one Toyota dealer. Oh, good morning. It's Alex Abella filling in for Dits this morning. Probably not the morning to be filling in, but I'll welcome LB Kidd and Phil Stubbins to the show. Good morning, lads. Good morning,
1: Alex. Oh, good. Ditz on holiday again.
0: Mate, more holidays than any man I know. Some job. Good coin, gets well, to all being here every day and then go on Some holidays job. more than anyone else.
1: As KGC, he's probably snorkeling in the Maldives.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Boys, not a good day to be a Reds fan waking up to that result. 5-0 against Perth last night.
2: Yeah, difficult one to take. Um, just watching the game there, I think. you know, Obviously, copying those five goals at home. There's something fundamentally wrong. We've been seeing it for a while now. Um, I think last night just encapsulated that. You know, perhaps even on the negative side of it, it could have been more, it could have been worse. So it was, a, it was a difficult night, certainly, for the supporters of the club to take. And obviously, after the escapades of last year and being champions, very disappointing at
0: the moment. Albie, let me put this to you, because I think both of you actually have been saying we should be playing youth at the moment, given the run we're in. So the starting 11 last night with Oshang, O'Dowdy, McGree, Garuccio, there was a lot of young guys in that team and then they still turn around and give a 5-0 defeat like that?
1: Yeah, Alex, the, the problem is that these young kids coming in there, it's unfair for them because th- these guys should have been tried and tested long, long ago to see if they were capable of playing. Now, so there's question marks all, all, over, all over the place there, but, but really you've got to assess your opponent, opponent, you've got to assess your own squad there, and then adopt a, tr- a structure that's going to get you a, r- a result. Now, that never happened last night, clearly. Now, they went for a win, they should have tried to grind out a 0-0 draw and uh, it's, to me, the demise of Adelaide United, it's got to stop. Decisions have got to be made.
0: So at what point do we say last night that, you know, United had majority of the possession, so Perth were playing them on the counter-attack and successfully doing that. At what point does a more in that game go, boys, this is not working, we're 3-0 down at half-time? We're it's form- too late.
2: It's too late for that, Alex. Look, I think for me, the, the goals that were conceded were were poor goals um you know you've mentioned John Hall a young kid that's coming, another youngster in there and you know John's trying his best he's learning his trade but the presence in comparison to Eugene is is a is a vast one they look vulnerable defensively Mm. I think that you know there's there's time and time and time again where they get caught in in an isolated fashion and um you know they're trying to attack in in one instance but they're getting carved up at the other side. And uh, I think, as Albie just mentioned there, you need to know your opponents. And Perth did it very, very well on the counter-attack, getting the five goals. And as we've mentioned, it could have been
0: more. And on that, if you young players and you're coming into the team and you've given your first start in Osheng's, uh and then all of a sudden, one of the counter-goals was him just well, Castro, jogging yeah. after one of the players. And you suddenly, bang, there's another goal and there's no intent from him. He's not powering after that defender and going, you know what, we're already three goals down but I'm going to run my ass off to make sure that I cover this guy and he's jogging behind his opponent and the opponent scores.
1: Well if, that, if that's a part of his game that should have been noticed ages ago mm. now we had, a, we had a chat Stubbs and I off, off air a couple of weeks ago speaking about O-Cheng and he has got a great goal let's be honest about it but these guys inside the camp in Adelaide United should know the, 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 their team they should know exactly what the kids are going to be giving them. You're saying to me Alex that he's, he's not 100% making a, a backward run um, about the park run, you, you know, that's what's in his makeup, and that needed to be fixed up before he even had any chance of representing uh, Adelaide United.
0: So where do we go from here? What, what look, I, I just want
2: to pick up on that. I think the, the, it's 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 a good topic and good discussion point to have about the kids. But for me, it's all about the attitude. So mm-hmm. the mentality needs to be right with these kids once they take to the field. I look at Garuccio and I think you know that, that he's got a chance, Benny. Mm-hmm. He's got a real opportunity in having a decent future. He works hard, he's a team player, does the right things, he puts in. And I think Riley McCree, again, is another player that I thought last night had a really, really good game. And I can see that in a few years' time, the kid's got a, a potentially a very, very good opportunity moving forward. Why? Because I think fundamentally, their mentality is right. And if it's not right as a young kid, they've got certain touches and techniques, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, but they don't have the mentality right. Then they're going to fall short, and I think that's a problem with a couple of them at the club.
1: You look at the squad dynamics, though, lads. Who, whose fault is that? Why are we in this predicament? Is it Amor's yeah. fault? Because let's let's be honest about it. Let's let's go to the two best coaches in my opinion in the in the, the competition, which is Kevin Musket and uh, Arnie.
2: Mm. At the two best clubs with the with no, the no, last <laughs> money. No, no, hold on. let But but
1: do you? The, the question is, would these guys allow this to happen? In their club?
3: No,
2: I think no. you've got to go. You've got to go through the whole decision-making process, and I think they'll be doing that this morning. You know, there'll be some uh, scratching ahead this morning as to to where they're going to go. I think, I think you're right, Albie. I think they need to make some decisions because we don't know where we're going as a club. Uh, the supporters are a little bit in up in arms as to to what is actually going on. There's been some fundamental decisions that have been made, and it's not been for the betterment of the team. The older players seem as though they're slightly disgruntled to me. McGowan and and La Roca, who were the strongest central pairing in the league last year. Just looked totally vulnerable this year. It's a, it's a totally different dynamic. So how that's how that's brought to bear, I'm not quite sure. But I'm sure that you'll you'll you've got something to say about that, Alby.
1: But lads, you know, let's are we judging, um, Galermo, more unfairly. You know, he's been left with a squad there. Now, to me, the gaffer is the gaffer. The manager of the club. Let's let's go in Euro- European terms or British terms or whatever you care to mention. The manager of the club has got to be held responsible here. Has his hands been tied? Is he in control of getting his squad players together? Because let me tell you, that squad there, that squad right there, that's playing... Say they're playing Sydney next week. I think they play Brisbane next week, of memory. But say they're playing Brisbane or... or Newcastle. Uh, Uh, Sorry, yeah. But say they're playing a Sydney Mm. next week. Well, let me tell you, there's not a great deal of confidence coming from this direction. Because they are undermanned. Whose fault is that?
0: So if you are a Moore, and Phil, you've been in this position when you've been handed a team that is not great and you played a lot of youngsters and I think you had, you said earlier you had a win against Melbourne Victory away with one of the youngest squads look, out yeah. there. how do you, What do you do? You, you've been handed well, a bit of a... Well look, it was
2: a different circumstance for, for myself at Newcastle Jets and look, we got our coat with our pants down here in Adelaide and, and that was the point for, for myself and the club to say, listen, there's something fundamentally wrong. We made some big changes but we brought young kids in and we had a real lift. It was a turnaround. It was a genuine competitive performance that we put in each week. You know, as I mentioned there, we beat Melbourne Victory away from home. So you can do it. Mm. I think that, that, that Adelaide have got a squad that, that basically are better than what they're doing at the moment and, and capable of getting better results. Why and what Amor has got to start asking himself, I don't know, but something at the moment is, is not right and it's building.
1: Oh, It doesn't ha- uh, help when Henrique walks Mid-season, when Holland walks mid-season. It's, to me, it's Guardiola. not... Guardiola. Mm. It's not good management, right? They've got 14 players or 15 players off contract. The management of the club has got to be such that, look, O'Chain or whoever the good youngsters are coming in, right, there should be somebody that's signing these guys for at least two years, three years. If They don't want to sign because you know what the problem is these days? Everybody's got a different eye on China, another club, Making it big overseas, gun. okay, and and you know what? You need these young kids to be committing to the club. And Moore should have a squad there that's that's signed for three years, and he works with them for three years. If some big gun comes in like um, uh, Chelsea or or, or <laughs> Huddersfield or whoever you care to mention, that's going to give you two hundred and fifty thousand pounds for the guy, we'll sell him. Mm. There's people walking from the clubs here. There's the stability of the, the squad there is such that it's it's a problem for the, the coach. It's as simple as that.
0: And Amor did come out and say after the game last night he doesn't deserve to pursue new contract negotiations after a 5-0 blowout. Fair call from him?
2: Yeah, it is. Yeah. Look, ask the question myself. I, I would never back down from the job at hand. You know, it's... Um, Perhaps he's had enough himself, Alex. Mm. And I think we've, we've, we've been sort of saying, is the club going to come out with a statement of, of intent? Where are they going? What are they actually trying to achieve and get from this campaign? And they're in a situation now where, as we mentioned, there's some decisions that will be made. I'm, I'm sure about that. The club has got to
1: make decisions. And I've seen that week in, week out, Alex. The, the internal people in the club will know... I'll know if Amor is the business going forward. If he's not the business going forward, let's come out in the public and you know for the su- supporters and the partners of the club, they're going to lose supporters here. You know, it's a very flat club just now, unfortunately, and we're all Adelaide United supporters yeah. and wh- whatever. But the, but really, looking at what's happening in that club right now, there's huge, huge problems and there's big decisions to be made. Yeah. Huge decisions to be made uh, to get some squad players in there and and have some sort of structure going into next year.
0: Well, up next, we will talk about the new Red signings. There's some positive notes coming out of that. And still to come, Eugene Galickovich will talk to the captain himself, who unfortunately had to watch that result from the sidelines, but we'll get his opinion on everything happening down at United. For CMI Toyota, South Australia's number one Toyota dealer, the real football show at Triple M. <laughs> 104.7, Triple M, Phil Stubbins liking the off-air uh, banter between him and LB at the moment. <laughs> it's a real football show. We do it thanks to CMI Toyota, South Australia's number one Toyota dealer this morning. Phil Stubbins, LB Kidd and Alex Abella. Boys, we've touched on how bad it was for United last night. Let's look at some positives. Three signings have been made and a couple of them quite decent. Kim Jae-Zung, who is a uh, South Korean, former international, has played at the big clubs like Pohang Steelers, uh, seems like a, a very good player. 33 years old, though, so leaning towards the older side. Ali Babal is back, and someone from the city, ah, Baba Di Look, the
2: three potentially good signings. Uh, Ali obviously coming back to the club, and I think never really reached his potential since he's left Melbourne City, really. You know, he's been around a bit. He's unfortunately been injured, but he's got a real opportunity now, and I think between now and the end of the season, he's got to step up and showcase himself to the to the supporters, to the club and say that he can do the job for for this point going forward
0: and and then thereafter. Do these three signings, A, help with the rest of the A-League campaign, but how is it going to help United going into the Champions League?
1: Well, that's another issue. You should treat it completely separately. But looking at um, Babal... You know, I'm, I'm with Stubbsy. I think he's got a good opportunity to come in there. We need a striker. There's nobody scoring goals. I think the, the top goal scorer is Henrique, that's left with three goals, mm. and Guardiola, that's, that's left with three goals. I think the top goal scorer now is Okien with one goal, <laughs> and McCree with one goal. So we certainly need a striker in some capacity. But uh, Babal, he's, he's been... Uh, for, well, he's been... Um, Injured a fair bit, you know. He had an ACL, I think, about a year ago. But look, let's—he's a good kid. He's had great potential, uh, as we when you go back on his career. Let's hope he's on fire for the for the remaining games because we really need that. Then the middle of the park, Alex, uh, the um, Kim Jane Sung. We've seen him playing Poland Steelers. Good player. Mm. Got a bit of experience at 33. I think we need him and sitting in the middle of the park.
0: Yeah, Four, 14 games for Korea Republic, two goals. That's, you know, he's got international behind him as well, which is a good thing.
2: Yeah, Stubbsy, have you seen
1: them?
0: Yeah, boys look, they'll really? put
2: some diligence into who they've brought to the club. Obviously, Ali, we've just gone through the reasons why they're there. Diawara as well. I think it's it's pretty clear and evident we haven't got no weapons. Mm. You know, hopefully these three boys can provide that. I think we've, well, we've got another clean sheet that we we didn't score a goal. And as Albie's just alluded to, you know, the, the goal scorers amongst the team is very very small. You know, we don't really have those weapons that we need. So hopefully, these three guys can come in and service the needs of the team in the right way and put some balls in the back of the net. It's
1: been a lean year, lads. But look, I, I can't help but uh, mention the the sort of body language of the Adelaide United players. Yes, they're going badly. Yes, there'll be a lack of confidence. But let's look. Let's speak about Larocca. Larocca is a shadow of the way he used to be. He was yeah. at Western Sydney, very very passionate about his business. He comes to Adelaide, very passionate about his business. And then, what are we getting just now? There's, there's something we need to discuss discuss about here because the the body language there is not that good.
0: Very true. The thing I like to see with these signings is, especially two of them, Kim and, and Diawara, both mature age players with some experience. So you are playing in the Serie, uh, sorry, in the La Liga and, and scoring goals and coming from a, a very good competition. And yep. same with uh, Kim Jae-sung.
2: Look, the importance now between Amor and these signings is, is pretty critical in terms of the relationship that he has as the coach with these new players coming in. If that relationship is a really strong, genuine one and it can get these guys galvanised in such a way that it can lead these young kids over the line, then I think there'll be very good signings. If, the, if that relationship doesn't really work out as it should do, between the new signings and, and more, again, I think they'll be ineffective.
0: Does this lift the squad though, seeing these guys go? Yeah, it in? does. And oh, I definitely I think just definitely. a
2: positive as well, you know, watching Riley McCree last night, I think we've got a, a genuine player there that moving forward. Future-wise, he's, he's, I think he can really service the needs of the team. He's a, he's a good young player, he's dynamic, he's confident in possession, he gets a lot of shots during games, his assists look good.
0: I think he's a real talent. Yeah, he, really, he was one of the players that in, a, in attack really took it to Correct. Perth last night. Yep. Going into the box, not afraid to take on a player one-on-one. Unfortunately, though, Castro did make him look silly a bit as well, which was unfortunate given that Castro's goal against Wellington yep. last week was exactly the same as his goal last night. And, if you you know, surely if you're watching the vision at training, you know he's going to cut back on you in that situation. And I guess, does that just come down to youth?
2: Look, young kids are in there to make mistakes. They've got to learn from the experience, and hopefully Raleigh's, you know, going to do exactly that. And as I said, as a, on a positive note, I thought it was a bit of a shining light last night.
1: McCree, I, 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 you, you look at these kids and. You know, they have got deficiencies, Alex, at this point in time, due to lack of experience. But as Stubbs, he says, you've got to throw them in there. They'll get rid of their bad habits and, you know, get better at their, what, they're, what they're good at doing. But really, these two guys should be signed on two- or three-year contract. If they don't want to sign for the club, well, guess what? They're going to be walking out within the season.
0: Are we OK for these young guys to make way for these new signings, though? Does that sit well with you guys, or should they... We we putting. The we're not scoring, on So
2: for me, we're not scoring goals, Alex. You know, if you look at Ochieng, Theryo, uh, who hasn't scored a goal in a year, mm. unfortunately, and um, Young O'Dowherty, that was a that was a front line. So we definitely need to service the front line with, with some presence. We need goals, and we need some guys up there that are capable of doing the job and have the experience of being able to do it as well.
0: Perfect. Well, up next, he's never a man to shy away when his team is in a bit of trouble. Eugene Galekovic, captain of the Reds, he joins us next on The Real Football Show here at Triple M. 104.7 Triple M, we're doing it thanks to CMI Toyota, South Australia's number one Toyota dealer. It is The Real Football Show this morning, Alex Abella, Albie, Kidd and Phil Stubbins. And after not a great night at Adelaide United last night, the captain joins us on the line right now. Eugene Galekovic, welcome.
3: Good morning, guys. Thanks for having me. Eugene, not, a
0: not a great game to be watching as a fan. Not a great game to be watching as a captain from the stands last night.
3: Yeah, no, nah, it wasn't. Um, you know, the whole year's kind of been very tough uh, playing wise. But um, you know, to lose five nil at home, it's obviously tough watching from the stand as well. And uh, you know, I can't say too much about last night because it just wasn't good enough. Huge
2: stubs are here, mate. Look, you've been around the club now for a long time. There's been some great times. There's obviously been some down times as well. Can you tell us a little bit about the atmosphere at this point in time, in a comparison to the good times, and, and is there anything you can put your finger on to, to to sort of come up with a reason why?
3: Yeah, throughout my whole time, there's it, always been ups and downs, and um, obviously it, the way we're going, it's it's disappointing. But you know, there's nothing in the changing room that's um, you know that that's going on. It's just you know, the way we're playing. It's just obviously out, we haven't been getting results. Football hasn't been great in terms of the camaraderie around the around the group, it's been good. And the, and the coaches, um, you know, it's it's tough to change. Uh, you know, these times when when you're losing and not winning games, it's you want to turn things around for, for yourself, for your teammates, for your coaches. Um, and you know, it, it's tough when you just keep going into this yeah. kind of spiral. But uh, you know, we're just going to keep digging deep, and uh, hopefully uh, things turn around. We still got important games in the ACL to come, so it's still a long way to go.
2: And what about the young boy, um, Johnny Halling? Goals are huge. I'm sure you've you've had plenty of conversations with the kid, putting your arm around him. But how how confident is the boy of going out there and actually performing to the levels that's required? And you know, it seems when you're not there, big fella, there's a there's a huge void from the team. And how are you actually trying to help Johnny through this?
3: Yeah, Johnny's been in the club for a long time. I think maybe five years. Um, you know, maybe back in your time as well. So. Yeah. You know in terms of the style and you know, he knows that obviously he is young with um, you know last night we had a lot of young players so um, you know I always say it's kind of good to chuck young players in when the team's doing well and, and getting results and you chuck one one or two in at a time to get that experience but um, we've got so many playing now when when we're going through this tough patch it, it's um, it, it's tough on them as well you know um, you know you look at Central Coast last year a lot of young boys and um, it, it's very hard to get out of it um, because of inexperience so um, it's a learning curve. I think you, you learn the most when you're coming, uh, going for a, a spot like this and uh, they're going to be learning a lot. Good on you, mate. Eugene, uh,
1: Guillermo Amor, um, obviously he's under the microscope just now. You look at, you know, as a football person as well, you look at the Adelaide United teams uh, over the years, there's always been a lot of passion. There seems to be a lack of passion and always, I've always said, Eugene, that the passion of a team always come, comes from the coach. I'm looking at Kevin Muscat. I'm looking at um, Arne up in Sydney. They've got that in their makeup. A more great background. Seems like a, an absolute and utter gentleman. But but really, it just seems to me, uh, Eugene, that um, he might be just too nice to be a senior coach. Do you, you know the point I'm, I'm picking up on here?
3: Yeah, I understand. Um, you know, that, that's just his nature. I was obviously I, I got injured last week and I got on the bench and know, I saw it, but you know, in the in the end that's just his nature and uh you know, if you you know, we what we achieved last year, um, you know, nothing has changed and we won we won trophies with him. So, you know, not not many people were saying too much back then. But, you know, when you're losing, um, you know, things little things get pinpointed and um you know, that's just him. Um, you know, the way he goes about things, our meetings, very constructive. But, you know, there's not too much yelling and um you know, he just wants to get his point across and um, you know, like I said that's just his nature and uh, we have to accept that but um, there's no wrong or right I don't think
1: going forward Uge, um, is he the man for the job it's a diff- difficult question to you ask, ask you that, it's <laughs> a very difficult question but what I'm going to back that up by saying is uh, is he the man for the job and you know the guys internally that's going to point them they'll know exactly what they want um, from the coach to take the team forward is he the guy for the job
3: yeah, like, you know, from our, from us players, um, definitely. Um, you know, you don't go from last year to this year be, being a bad coach, um, you know, but we all know it's a um, results-driven industry. And then um, in the A-League, there's only 10 teams. You don't make the finals. Um, you know, you, you haven't done well. So, um, you know, he, he's, he's here to the end of the season. We'll keep fighting for him. Um, and, you know, that's all we can do as, as players. And, um, you know, give, give the fans and the club um, hopefully, something cheer about
2: uh, in the future. I was watching last night actually Huge on the on the TV and you'll have seen him yourselves. There was Sasha Fifi and also Travis Dodd, and obviously yourself was up there in the stands. But I was actually thinking about the character that, that you know the strength of character that these guys brought to the changing room and the team. Do you feel that we've 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 sort of dissipated from that? Obviously, we've got these young kids in there, and I, th- I felt Raleigh McCree has, and certainly Benny Garucci has stood up last night as well and had a red hot crack, but. Does it appear to you, Eugene, that we don't really have that real strength of character, that real winning mentality that that perhaps was there last year, and certainly in the in the in the seasons prior?
3: Yeah, I think as the season goes on, um, you know, the the boys kind of lose confidence, and um, Mm. that's probably the biggest thing that stands out. That um, you know, the the, the character and 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 wanting to win. I'm not saying it's happening but it's probably um, when you lose confidence um, you know boys can go into hiding or individuals can go into hiding it and it's tough on them because they don't want to be you know they don't want to make a mistake so um, you know we, we have to just keep trying to trying to play what what we know how to play and when we have the ball be confident on it um, and you know w- want the ball and have as many options as we can but I understand you know these characters are the experienced characters um, you know you look at our team last night and <laughs> a lot of yeah, young yeah. boys and you um, you know, it's good giving them experience, but you want to give them experience and 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 win games and get the, get them having that winning culture as well. And uh, probably to do that, you probably do need um, experienced boys around them and uh, putting them at the right times. But right now, that with injury and whatnot, um, you know, we have we have to play them. And you know what they're doing well. Some yeah. of them are doing well, um, like you said, McGree. I think had a had a great game last night, and, and a few others. So um, you know, with with the experience, hopefully, uh, you know, it, it's it's. Uh, it's good for the future, and and they can take this experience and then you know, have twenty thirty games next year, another twenty thirty, and 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 it builds from there. Yeah.
1: Huge modern day game leadership squad, uh, leadership um, uh, people, maybe five of them in the team. The captain, obviously, did it surprise you? I'm just wondering if you should be involved in this as a captain. Looking at fourteen off contract at one time, did that surprise you?
3: Oh, for sure. I think you know when you when you look at the um, squad the last three years, it's been very stable um you know boys signed early um we kind of knew where everyone kind of stood and like i said we had a stable stable team the last three years and it's kind of produced results and uh you know i think um you know for whatever reason um it's different this year and um so be it that's that's the way you know the club wants to do things and um you know it's about rebuilding this team again it feels like we have to start again that's what that's the that's the feeling and uh you know, we we got some young boys, like I said, and um, hopefully there's a few experienced boys there for them to um, you know, go on with uh, for next season.
0: Anyway. Eugene, you've you've covered most of it, but social media and that what now, you can't really hide from anyone. Everyone's got a comment. But last night, the fans got onto your Facebook page for Adelaide United and kind of hit the club between the eyes with a lot of comments, and a, there was a fair bit of negativity in there. Two Two parts. A, is it time that, as a collective, the, that all the fans kind of put their arm around United and go, you know what, it hasn't been a great season, but we're all going to stand behind you and push you forward, especially going into the ACL. But secondly, from the captain yourself, what is your message to the Reds fans?
3: Yeah, I don't, I don't have social media, so, uh, you know, but what I can tell you is um, the fans have been great with the players, um, and I'm pretty sure they're good with the coaching staff as well. Um, uh, you know, we're, we're giving everything. Um, us players, we. Um, you know, we're giving everything, you know, sometimes when you lose 5-0, the, the easiest thing is, oh yeah, we haven't tried, but, um, you know, it is tough times and we're giving everything. The last three games we've played in, you know, 35, 40 degrees heat and, um, you know, would have taken its toll this week, but, um, you know, it's not like we're not, you know, trying, we're giving everything and we'll fight to the end.
0: Let's go on a positive note, Eugene. We've made some new signings and three pretty good signings too in uh, Song, Babal and Diawara. What can you tell me about the boys? Two of them were already there sitting with you in the stands last night. Good signings for the club?
3: Yeah, they are. Yeah, I think, you know, uh, very good. Um, you know, obviously two foreigners and, and Nelly was with us last year. But, uh, you know, it, it's, one of, it's one of those where they, they've come in halfway through the season. Uh, two foreigners. Sometimes, you know, you know, you need to give these guys time. Uh, Ellie's coming back from a long-term injury and um, you know, I think you get your uh, best out of your foreigners you know, six, probably six months into the contract and uh, second half of the season so hopefully they come in and they give us something straight away but it, it's, you know, Kim's just come from Korea where it's minus 10, 40 degrees so it's 50 degrees uh, difference and um, hopefully he's quick to settle in and uh, you know, he starts playing soon.
2: Eugene, just lastly, you, yourself, your own injury what's, what's the time process with that and, and where are we at with everything?
3: It's a bit of a unique one. It's it's a muscle in the shoulder where the physios and doctors really haven't seen anyone uh, with this kind of injury. Um, they've had a look in America and a few people had it there, and um, it's it's very rare. So it's day to day, week to week. But um, you know, hopefully, you know, the first ACL game is kind of 50-50. But um, yeah, definitely for the second one. Okay, mate.
0: Well, Eugene, I can't say thank you enough, mate. It's never easy to front up after a 5-0 defeat, especially when you're sitting in the stands with an injury. But you are the captain and you're a good man and we thank you very much for doing it.
3: Thanks, God. Thanks for having me. Cheers, you, Eugene.
0: Eugene. There he is, the captain of Adelaide United, Eugene Galekovic. And, boys, always speaks honestly, open, up front. And I think for the Reds fans, that's a good thing to hear from Eugene.
2: Look, he's a great guy, first and foremost. Let's get the football to one side. He, he, he's always somebody that's there supporting the rest of his team. And as you heard him speak there, I thought he, he spoke very, very well in support of everything that's going on at the club. And... Hopefully he gets himself fit and ready to go as quick as possible. Yeah, he's
1: a champion, lads, and he's he's hurting there. You could tell in his voice he's hurting. Yeah. He, he He's a very proud uh, goalkeeper, and doing we know what he's capable of doing. So uh, let's hope. Let, look, for me, I think the club's got to come out and tell the, the public what their actual intentions are going forward. Correct. I think that's a must. Correct.
0: But always brave to front up to the media straight after a defeat like that. For CMI Toyota, South Australia's number one Toyota dealer, this is The Real Football Show right here at Triple M. Triple M, 25 degrees outside, 20 to 8. Don't forget, coming up after the Real Football Show, Dead Set Legends with KG and Jars, and they'll chat to AFL women's star Chelsea Randall. Boys, let's talk some football news. Let's get away from Adelaide United for a minute. Melbourne City's goalkeeper Dean Bazanis handed a five-match ban for his slander of Bessart Berisha. Fair, geez, definitely.
1: He was animated. He was. He lost his cool there. Seen him having a go. At, uh, Michael Volcanus coming off the park and whatnot. But well deserved. If
2: he's if he's made a comment like that, uh, Alex, that's got to be nipped well and truly in the bud. Look, he did make the comment. What about Barisha? Did he instigate anything? Was he uh... Barisha's
1: Barisha? I don't think he'd done anything. You know, he he. What what he actually done? I, I know what you're saying. What he actually done was intimidation uh, to the goalkeeper. Probably, but you let to do that. There is opinion. a
0: bit of, you know, before and afters with these two. The last few yeah. Melbourne derbies, this has gone on. So, and Barisha being Barisha is always a bit of an antagonist. But you also need to stamp out any kind of I agree. racial stuff out of any way. Look, it's,
2: sometimes it's good for the game when you're getting these big clashes and the players are having a go and getting stuck into each other. I, you know, I think he's overstepped them out there. That's pretty obvious, but. Look, the game needs a, needs some space. I think, you know, looking at the Sydney FC, 8,000 people there against Wellington. so a worry, Stubbsy. It is a worry, you know. And the you haven't really, lost a
0: game and your home fans aren't turning yeah, out what, to what's, watch you.
2: What, what's it saying there? So I think that, look, the FFA need to have a a, a good look at that uh, and find out ways of, of really getting the league uh, to be a little bit more exciting, if I and have to say. you think promotion relegation
0: could be that answer?
2: Yeah, well, look, it's something. It's a step in the right direction. The game has to grow. You know, we've just spoke about the inciting of Borussia and Bazanis, but it's it's captivating viewing, and we need we need more of it. Not so much in that way, but you get my point. It's Wellington, though. Let's be honest. It's not just another bus trip for them.
0: And it was a Thursday night as well. Yeah. But Then again, the, if they play on a Saturday night, they're not necessarily going to get the biggest crowd either. But with promotion and relegation, while we're on it, Brisbane strikers have come out and said they're going to push forward even without uh, the FFA's guidelines onto what they need to move forward? Because that was meant to be out in February, but that hasn't come out and doesn't look like it's going to come yeah. out. So everyone's waiting in limbo to say, hey, how can we push forward and be this expansion team? And until the FFA pull their finger out, it's, where are we going? <laughs> well,
2: they're going to be stuck in the same process. It's just a never-ending cycle of clubs thinking that they're going to be perhaps a chance to get in the air league. but it's not happening. Yeah. So something needs to come out as a statement to say, look, if the certain clubs fit the criteria... Then we're going to include another two teams. When that happens, Alex, I don't know.
1: That's a huge decision as well. They've got to think carefully about that. The longer it takes, the better it'll be, in my opinion. Because you bring in two teams that don't, you know, produce crowds, it's a problem for the code.
0: Yeah, you don't want the embarrassment of a Townsville again or something like that. Yeah, it's just that it gets back to the money. You know,
2: we we just (laughs) spoke before about uh, Carlos Tevez. You know, two weeks' wages and he's got the entire Brisbane raw salary cap or anyone in the A League salary cap for for the whole year. So. We need money, and it's it, it's difficult without it.
0: Tim Cahill's received a one-match ban for getting his red card before he even got on the pitch uh, in the Melbourne Derby. Fair.
2: Well, talk about people being anim-
1: animated. Uh, I thought the referee was totally animated. he must have said something right out of turn? But uh, for me, Alex, again, you of do that. You've got you. You get the red card, and he did, and he's out for a week, and he's going. The, the team's going to suffer. Well, maybe you know. You know my thoughts on Cahill these days, but. <laughs> Um, yeah, he deserved it for sure.
0: Not a good look for Tim, though, to to be doing that and then coming out and trying to apologise and pretend like everything's okay. Look, Melbourne City,
2: let's just talk about them. We spoke about money. They they are an actual club that's got pretty much more than anyone else, really. So for them, success or they're failing at the moment, Albie.
1: I think they're struggling big time and uh, they've got a problem there. Uh, their, their group seem to be a bit disjointed. I think the Cahill factor dropped off, as I was saying to you off air, two or three months ago. Uh, there is a problem there, and I think they need to, to get their act together. As you say, Stubbsy, anybody going into that coaching role would relish the fact that, look at that, they've got academies, they've got... They've um, yeah, got an array of talent. They've got good facilities, and y- you mentioned it, they've got a really, really good squad there that's, for me, are quite underwhelming just now.
0: And they could be in trouble tonight against Brisbane Raw because that Melbourne derby took its toll. They've got a lot of players missing. Tim Cahill's missing, Alex... their goalkeeper's missing, their captain's
2: missing. It's an interesting dynamic because some of those kids at Melbourne City will want to step up mm. and we'll see what happens there. And then you've got Brisbane Raw on the back of all that travel and being involved in those ACL games, you know, it, it does take its toll. So it'll be very interesting tonight to see how that one
0: pans out. And on Brisbane Raw, they've won through, and that's three Australian teams now in the Asian Champions League for this year, which is pretty exciting. That's the first time in a while. Yeah, I think, done I think that. It, look, it was outstanding from Brisbane
2: Roar. just speaking about that performance, you know, to go there and get that uh, red-hot result, fantastic.
0: So it's it's great for the game and great for the a And look, it was great to watch the likes of Matty Mackay on um, good captain. Yeah, Playing and playing against Carlos Tevez yeah. and, and the likes. And that was, that's an expensive team they were playing against and expected to get results. And 2-0 over there is fantastic.
1: The first goal there, lads. <laughs> what a goal. Well.
0: Nick. And, and Tommy well, Orr's second goal on his right foot as a left footer. Huh? That, that's yeah. good for the well, Superoos look, let, as let's well. Let's
2: just go to Brisbane Roar. Uh, Borello on the right-hand mm. side. Uh, they've got Holman to call on. They've got Tommy Orr. Oh. They've got um, uh, Thomas Breusch. They've got the striker McLaren. They've got an abundance of players that can put the ball in the back of their net.
0: And if you can't do that, Alex, you're going to struggle. And they also rested a few players and didn't take some of them over there. So that, again, for Melbourne City tonight, doesn't look good as well. Some exciting news, though. Keep locked this in. MCG June 9. Argentina will play Brazil Neymar v Messi this is going to be absolutely huge I'm excited and I will have to go now
1: <laughs> I'm definitely going to that June 9 that's right booked in my calendar for sure
2: that'll be a fantastic game yeah, it's a it's it's a heavyweight contest that one that's for sure
0: and it's easy to name two players on each side you know Messi and Neymar but the rest of the quality of football we're going to see from these two teams and you know it's all ahead of the Confederations Cup which is exciting and they're going to be trying to play and get ready for that. And all going well, we should see the Socceroos hopefully play one of them after that game.
1: Well, the Confederations Cup, you touched on it, the Alex said they've got an easy easy group there. <laughs>
0: Jeez. Have you, have well, you look, seen it, the group? When we
2: spoke about it, it was saying that he wants Germany, he wants Chile, and you've got well, no. got yeah, on, so, And Cameroon. Yeah. So. We'll Cameroon. run through that very yeah.
0: soon. Quick, to the last few points. Dimitri Petrados has turned his back on... Brisbane Roar and Newcastle. Jets. He's not saying he's back. He's just gone for the money, Alex. I know, but he still turned his back. You can't say you want to move <laughs> home and go to play in Newcastle, and then suddenly the money comes along, and you're like, "Oh, I'm not homesick anymore."
1: Well, McLaren's is the next one. Yeah. He's up for grabs now. You know, he's not, but he's been offered. Apparently, this is what my meal is: quarter a million dollars for McLaren. It's not a bad salary at Brisbane. He'll, he's not. He's not happy. His agent's not happy. So. Stay tuned.
0: And if Neymar, Messi weren't good enough for you coming to Australia, how about we see some great older players? Scholes, Robson, York, Irwin all heading down under to play in Perth for a charity match. That's going to be exciting yeah, that'll as That'll be well. great.
2: it would be great in the pub as well afterwards with those boys, let me tell you. <laughs> you might <laughs> and
0: have to Robs- head over.
1: <laughs> Stay tuned, lads. Robson could be on the show in two or three weeks. Oh, lots go. a player. Just Dangled quite What a player. Brian Robson.
0: Yeah. There you go. There's the football news. We'll come back. We'll talk about some Premier League and also the Socceroos group stage matches for the Confederations Cup. We're doing the real football show. Thanks to CMI Toyota right here at Triple M. For CMI, Toyota, South Australia's number one Toyota dealer, the real football show here at Triple M. Don't forget, coming up straight after us, KG and Jars with the Dead Set Legends talking to AFL women's star Chelsea Randall. Boys, before we go, two quick things. The Socceros group stage has finally been announced for the Confederations Cup now that we know we're going to play Cameroon. Our first game will be Australia Germany, then uh, Cameroon Australia, then Chile Australia. Easy, easy. Three wonderful easy games. games.
1: The world champions, Germany. <laughs> Jeez, that's, that's a simple one. That's an easy game to start with, Alex. Look, but
2: how good for Australian football supporters? Oh, huge. You know, it's just fantastic. I think it's a great group and it's going to be a ma- magnificent challenge for Ange and the Socceroos.
0: You are going to be getting up early, though, because every single kickoff will be 1am uh, Eastern Standard Time. So 12.30 our time, so not You normally go bad. out
2: about 12 o'clock, Albie, don't you? Yeah,
0: Sally. Yeah, exactly. But that is going to be huge. <laughs> and especially if we do face off against a Brazil or Argentina before we go over. That's even more exciting. Cameroon, Alex. What, they're the um, African Cup of Nations winners. They
1: won that, did they, they in did the final? Indeed. Yep. So if that's, you look at that, you you're go, looking
0: that's... at, you know, African Cup of Nations winners, Euro winners, World Cup winners. It's all happening. If you don't know where the Socceros stand after those three games
1: And yeah. Chile beat Brazil as well, didn't they? Or Argentina in the final.
0: Correct. But Two years Chile, in a row. Chile
2: outstanding. Yeah, You know, they're beating Argentina, they're beating mm. Brazil. They're just an outstanding football team. If you want to watch a real dynamic brand of football, Chile's the team to watch. Test, Premier League
0: this weekend, range. it's going to be absolutely huge. Look, we'll kick you've off got to Arsenal
2: versus Hull City, okay?
0: Hull well, that's City, a, that's last, a big one. Well, it Jeez. is. It and is a big one. On because Arsenal, though, Oxlade-Chamberlain accidentally likes a tweet saying Wenger should be outed. Yeah, accidentally. You yeah. accidentally like a tweet saying your manager? He's been be
2: there sick. a fair amount of time now. I said, "Well, how long's he been there? Twenty years or something? It's a, it's a long time." Well, he's he's qualified for Europe
1: seventeen times on the trot. Yeah. Now, is that good enough? And he's finished. So obviously, he's finished in the top four for seventeen well, years. Yes, that's good not enough. good enough. He's but,
2: but that that's not the question. Yeah, the question is, what have the won in the last ten years? Yep, yeah. that's that's a question. I think that's where all that disgruntlement from the fans is now really rising to the fore because of just the no silverware album. Well,
1: they won a trophy last year. Uh, they won the FA Cup, I think, or the year before. Mm-hmm. But that said, Stubbs, I think what we're touching on is he should have won the EPL just yeah, there's uh, no titles. Now. There's not enough for them. No. no. Right. 100%. O- also
0: hard with Arsenal, given that they're run like a business. And the whole point of how they ran that business was to pay off the new stadium They've and done do that. the rest of it. So very hard for another manager to come in and not... With the way the ownership wants it run, Wenger does it quite well for the constraints the that are on him. Yeah,
1: well, he's a, a, share, a major shareholder there as well, which helps <laughs> to, helps for you to keep your
2: position. Rest of the game, Stubbsy. Yeah, look, I, I think Man United versus Watford. I think there'll be a no contest there. I think, although Watford had a good result last week, I think Man United too strong. Middlesbrough versus Everton, Albie.
1: Everton.
0: Good side, Everton. Yeah, they are. They're they're
2: playing well.
1: They're on fire just now.
2: Stoke versus Crystal Palace. Big one there for Sam. (laughs) He needs to get resolved. I
1: think you should cut to the chase, Stubbs. I think there's only one game (laughs) worth mentioning. Is Liverpool and Tottenham Hotspur. Who's going to win that? Uh, I'd go for Spurs because I know through the grapevine, I had a chat with somebody, (laughs) Colin Henry, in England last week, and he told me Liverpool were a very ordinary team. There
2: you go.
0: And Tottenham are a good side. Great side, Tottenham. Great football. Well, good, then,
2: good side. And what about Chelsea versus Burnley? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll go for Chelsea. That's good. Swansea versus Leicester? Swansea versus
0: Leicester. Big game,
2: by the way. Jeez, for the look. loser, for the loser here, mm. there's some serious ramifications. Relegation. Honestly. So I think,
0: The Real Football Show Catch-Up, Saturday mornings from 7am for CMI Toyota, SA's number one Toyota dealer.